Do you remember the cartoon with the frog? Actually, it was on TV. So my kids like to watch old school cartoons. Yeah. And the frog, it, it was the same cartoon every time. It was the same thing every time with this frog. But this guy finds this frog and he's like, oh, this frog. And the frog like jumps up and has a cane and a hat. And he's like, hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Or whatever. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss, my wire. Honey, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, baby, <laughs> you'll lose me and I'll be left alone. Oh, baby, tell him off and tell me I'm your own. I don't know why I know that whole song. But he's like, the guy sees the frog and he's like, I'm going to be rich. And so he takes right. the frog like... To I guess a frog a producer, the talent, the, the talent, talent agent. agent, and is yes. like, okay, you're not gonna believe this. And then he he opens the box, and the and the right. and there's no top hat, there's no cane, no. and the frog is just in the box, and he's like, ribbit, ribbit. He's mm -hmm. like, no, do the thing, and he like tries to make him yeah. dance and everything. Yeah, and he goes insane. Yeah, yeah, because as soon as he leaves, the frog does it exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and he, and that's it like, makes him crazy. That's like a mom telling other moms, like, "Oh my god, my kid did this yeah. the other day," or <laughs> my kid like like um said this the other day, and then you're like, "Hey, um, do that, show show Aunt Susie like what you did," and your kid's like, "I don't know, I don't know, what you're talking about mom." I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> I swear, I swear, it I'm not crazy. I swear, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That frog's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Anyway, welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Because breast cancer is boring, but we and you mm -hmm. are interesting. I love it. Announcements. The first announcement. announcement. It's been the announcement like forever and it's still a fucking pandemic. Let me tell you something. Oh my gosh, it's a pandemic. It is. All yeah. of a sudden, like we got to the place where in my emergency department there was like one COVID case, maybe two. Yeah. Down from totally. like 13 Same. to 20. And now, recently, it's been like four, uh -huh. five. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. pop, 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 pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's getting mm -hmm. less deadly. Yeah. I think as viruses do, that's their main objective is not to kill the thing that feeds them, which is just us, their host. Um I just feel like people should get vaccinated. You know what I mean? <gasps> That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, like, mm. hear me out. Hear me out. And call me crazy. But okay. Okay. there is a vaccine. It's been around for a while now. I've had four shots of it. And arguably, arguably, there's room for interpretation. But I'm fine. <laughs> The only thing that's wrong with me is I have like a photographic memory, a phonographic memory, if you will, of Looney Tunes mm. songs sung by mm. asshole frogs. That's mm. a new development in my life. And honestly, okay. I'll take it. I'm not not going to pass that up. So when I was a kid, I used to memorize commercials. Oh, me too. <gasps> Did you? Yes, because... 
I feel like when we were kids in the 80s, uh -huh. that's when, well, I mean, I know jingles were a thing for far like before that because I watched Mad Men, mm -hmm. but yeah, I feel like in the 80s, commercials really took off and became yeah. like little mini movies, like little like, yeah. especially uh, commercials for toys and stuff. Wait a minute. Who says I grew up in the 80s? I mean, in the 90s. When we in the early two thousands, when we were children, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it straight, yeah. Jocelyn. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Second announcement: We have a new oh. Apple review on the podcast Woo! because people love us. That's not going to be our jingle. Um, no. This is from text underscore mm. only text only, oh. which honestly I think is a good policy. Like, don't okay. call me, text me. All right. Generally speaking, you know? Yeah. You know? I'll call you. I'll call my sisters. I'll call my mom. I'll call my husband. Outside of that, don't call me. Mm, text only, no. man. Text only. Yeah. Anyway, text only says YOLO, y'all. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, they say, you both make me laugh right in the face of this thing and give great information to boot. Sephora should partner with you. It's true, Sephora. We agree. We'll make Come you on. the best commercial. We'll <clears throat> write you a jingle. We will put it to music, and it will be very convincing, mm -hmm. and you will make much money. Yeah, and we'll be supporting breast cancer awareness. Absolutely. Like, hey, people, were Legit. you aware? Breast cancer. Also face cream. Yeah, see? It's a... <laughs> Just like a natural flow from the one to the other. I, I also want to say that this five-star review from text underscore only bumped us back up to a five-star podcast. Whoa. So big thanks. YOLO Thank indeed. <laughs> YOLO indeed. Uh, let's see. Other announcements? Do you have any announcements? Um, My only announcement is my kids are out of school. Mm. Great. So... <clears throat> I have to find things for them to do. Oh, not great. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's really uh, an adventure. It's just week one. So uh, we are starting off really great. Kids have been enjoying their time with Mimi. Aww. And they have not been blowing up my phone yet. Great, because they have phones, Except these kids. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. So strange. I didn't have a phone till I was in high school. Right. And that phone did three things. <laughs> Made phone calls if you pushed the actual right. buttons on it. Text. Mm -hmm. You could use T9 to text. That was like a new thing. Oh, it was yeah. very cool. Remember that? When that came out, you didn't have to mm -hmm. press the same button like three times to get to see. It just knew yeah. what word you were trying to do. It was like better yeah. than autocorrect. I remember that. And it and it ran Snake, which is the OG phone game that everyone was addicted to. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's really it sounds all a person like needs. Totally. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we're done with announcements, then let's mm -hmm. move on with today's share, which is our third annual topic revisit of my choice because i'm i'm almost positive you would not revisit this <laughs> but i can't not talk about what? it 
I know. I know. It's just fraught. And it's everywhere. And it bothers me. And of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the Lord. Like Jesus? Or oh, Jesus okay. Christo. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the white version, okay. who is known as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, okay. Have you met? Have you heard the good news, Lauren? Mm-mm. Yeah, the good news of Jesus Christ. Nope. That's how that goes. You haven't? Okay. Well, are, I'd love for you, you to meet him. Is that how that saying goes? Oh, yeah. Have you heard the good news? Wait a minute. Is that really That's how that the saying thing. goes? So, <laughs> I love talking about this every time okay, with you. Okay, I'm naive when it comes to this. I know. Because you know. That is why I love it. I don't know these things. That is why I love it. Okay. Because I discover, like, new things in my childhood that are super fucked up based on your reaction of when I say something that uh-huh. seemed at the time very normal for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure mm, here. Please do. I was uh, not raised by uh, religious parents. Um, my father was Muslim and my mother was raised Christian, mm. but both of them, I guess, when they married, I mean, how, how do you make these decisions? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my family has always said that we live righteously, meaning, you know, you have excellent morals and values and, um, you know, you live to just do the right thing, you know, and learn through that. And you can decide whether you want to believe there's God or not. And my parents like really let us make that decision. You can decide? Yeah. And it's really funny because I, as a young adult, there was a lot of pressure from, um, cause I was surrounded by a lot of people who practice Christianity and mm-hmm. I was interested, but there were some things I could not grasp around personally to pursue that as my own religion. So, so let's, and I will just leave, leave it, it at, at that. that. Will you leave it at that? Mm-hmm. Or will you play a maybe, game maybe with not. me? gonna let you we're gonna play again and the reason we talk okay. about this in the first place is anyone who has had a breast cancer diagnosis and i don't know about cancer writ large but specifically mm-hmm. breast cancer and you look for any kind of support or campaigning or anything like that right it's intrinsically linked to religion and not just okay. any religion but the christian protestant white american religion and that's bothersome for many, many, many reasons. But before we get into that, let's play a game. Okay. You tell me from your childhood things that you mm-hmm. were like, things you learned about Christianity that you were like, well, that's, nah, I can't do it. And I will explain them in character. Okay. In character. Oh. So I'm going to assume like my- You're not going to like this. No. No, you're not going <laughs> to like it. Uh Okay. I'm going to go back to the person that I was somewhere in my teens, you know. Okay. Um, not my favorite person that I remember. There, okay. She has some good moments, I think. But what are some questions that you would ask someone like me based mm. on things that you've heard about Christianity that kind of just don't make a lot of sense to or are, are off-putting mm. to you? Or confusing. Um, well, why does the church need so much money? Oh, well, here's the deal. Okay. So okay. glad you asked. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So 10% of anything that a Christian earns should go directly mm-hmm. to the church. Um, okay. Even if you're in poverty, even if your children need braces or shoes or clothes, even like above and beyond, there's never, ever, ever, ever a reason not to give 10%. And 10% is just the base. Like you should okay. give more because whatever okay. you give to the church, you get uh-huh. back tenfold, right? So if you give a a lot of, so mm -hmm. the church pays you? No. So it's not like, it's not like a direct return, you know, like you're thinking in a, like a secular way. You're thinking like a secular person would think about money um, because money is not important because we're all going to heaven where money doesn't um, mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's not important, but you have to give yours away. Yes, right, because it's hard for a rich person to be a Christian. So we all don't be rich. We all be poor, or less rich, okay. or not rich, and we give the money and our time and our resources and our energy to the church exclusively. And like, okay. I really want you to come to church with me because if you don't come to church with me, then we can't hang out. Because okay. I'm not supposed to hang out with people who don't go to my church. Got it. Yeah, that's normal though. <laughs> what okay. what else are you wondering about? <laughs> so, what does the church give you back? Uh, the Lord. Mm-hmm. But isn't the Lord just there? Yes, but like we can't like expect things from the church because then, like, what are we're then we're greedy. Then we're in okay, it for the glory, and we're not supposed okay. to get the glory. Only the Lord can get the glory. But isn't the Lord, like, there even if you're not in the church? Mm. So right now you're sounding a little bit, like, dangerously what I would classify as, like, a hippie. Like, God is in the trees, and God is in the sky. And that's not really how that works. So, Oh, so God's not everywhere? Well, he is, but he isn't. You know what I mean? He's where we think he is and not where we don't think he is. So the Lord is in church because that's, you know, where we go. And then he's also with us when we go places. Unless um, we get into dangerous situations, uh, he's not there for some reason. Or, like, someone gets ill or someone dies unexpectedly. Or, like, a tragedy happens to children. And, like, for some reason, maybe God was, like, Oh, no, I looked away for a second um, or something. <laughs> yeah, because that that one's okay. like hard to it's just that like all things work out for the good of those who believe. So if okay. you believe, it's OK. But like you can't just okay. decide where God is. Only he knows that. OK. Yeah. Weird. So no, it's, sorry. it's just a fact. It's just. OK. Yeah, it's just the way it is. But I get okay. that you so, wouldn't understand that because I, I heard your dad is Muslim, and I'm so sorry right. about that. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this character is so hard to do because I want to strangle her, and not in a sexual way. Yeah. So mm. so, uh, mm. so, do you believe in the God's, God's plan? Like, God has a plan? Is that a thing? Oh, God's, yes. Yeah, he's got a yeah. plan for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Everything okay. is God's plan. Everything that happens, because He has control over everything. But He's not 
everywhere. Well, like he isn't, he is, but like, why would he be in a tree? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. The trees are there for us to cut down and like make houses out of. So it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that he'd be there, but he is er in everything and he like is everywhere, like watching from above. Okay. So if you don't believe in him, you're like, bad. Yeah. No, you're done for. Okay. You are not going to be successful. You're not going to go to heaven. And also, okay. you're a bad person. Oh. Yeah. You probably, Oof. like, have sex when you're not married. And you probably, like, drink alcohol and listen mm-hmm. to the rap music. And you are probably, yeah, I can't hang out with you, essentially. Okay, so, so you're not allowed to make... Your own choices or mistakes. So, mm, here's the thing. Uh, like, hey. <laughs> everything's like, a, you have free will, but your free will needs to be used to only make the choices that Jesus would make for you. And that's your free will. You are free to will things that Jesus likes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to like this. Oh, what? No. So what makes you say that Jesus is the son of God? Uh, cuz it's just like the facts. It's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I read it. Okay. You know. Kind of like so, I heard about it. Right. So like WebMD says like the mole on your neck is cancer, so it's <laughs> you read it. So it's totally cancer. Cancer only happens to people who have sin that they haven't confessed yet. Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So there's like a reason. There's always a reason. For that. Yeah. Yeah. A Mm non-medical reason. mm -hmm. So medicine is, it's, um, you can't really trust medicine because most Mm. doctors are atheists so they don't believe in Jesus, so you can't trust them. They're mostly trying to trick you, and they don't believe in the power of miracles, so they're not going to like include that when they're treating you for things, so you can't trust them. So mostly you shouldn't go to the doctor. You should just pray on it. <sighs> and if the Lord wants to, he'll heal you. And if not, it's probably because you, know, you did something bad and you won't repent uh, properly for it. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. Well, no, not if you're a Christian. <laughs> and scene. Because I can't be oh this person gosh. anymore. This person is so ratchet. Um, it's, it's terrifying. Let me just paint you a picture of my upbringing, please. Okay. And, and I'm not going to dwell on, like, the good times. Because let me tell you. Being in an evangelical Christian upbringing can be glorious at times when you are a child of the Lord, okay? And you don't know any better. You get to go to, like, Sunday school is fun. All your friends are there. Bible camp is fun. All your friends are there. You get to sing in a group of people. Like, I fucking loved that shit. I loved singing time. I did not uh, care for when the guy gets up and talks to me about stuff that I was like unquestioningly like absorbing, but I loved 
be singing, especially the kids' songs when you were young enough to still be like in Sunday school or the kids' school while the adult school was going on because all the songs mm-hmm. had motions. Oh, and it's fun. Usually the motions were about God-fearing people having like good things happen to them and bad people in the Bible like being killed. That aside, <laughs> it was very oh. fun. There were sleepovers um, at which... At no point was I sexually molested, so that's great. Because um, I know oh, that's not true for everybody. You. I know. Very lucky. Um, there was a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff. And the not fun stuff that I reflect on was how insanely, outrageously, self-righteously judgy I was of other people. Wow. Based on this idea that I had set up for myself, that I've been taught to set up for myself, but that I very much took an active role in my own set of morals and values, Uh which morals and values are really just your personal opinions. That's all that is, but I didn't know that at the time. And then I would just impose those on every other person that I ever knew or met. Oh. Yeah. That's... That's sad. Unfailingly. Unfailingly. I do have to say, though, being raised by my parents who didn't really have a religious direction and being in a community of people, like, it was very different. Even even in my classes, yeah. they would reference the Bible. Yes. Well, you grew up like, in Texas, like in right? My English, in my English, yeah, yes. in my English class. Yes. And I literally, I swear I was the only person in there looking around going like, the hell is she talking about? <laughs> like, she's talking about some story that I've never. That you've never. I mean, and she's referencing it like it's offhand information. Yeah. And it's weird because, I, and I'm not going to say that I'd never been to church because I have absolutely been to church. I've been to all different kinds of churches. Yeah. I went to church with my friends. Um, I... Um, just when I was sort of searching for whether I wanted to participate in one kind of religion or another, mm-hmm. I went to all different kinds of churches. Um, I did. And just to sort of experiment and see what it was like and what the atmosphere was How like. How old and were you at this just, point? Um, between, I, I would say I went, like when I was in college. Yeah. And I was just trying to like, you know understand it all and then I realized there was nothing wrong and nothing missing (laughs) there was nothing wrong and nothing missing nope Mm -mm. I love that and yeah it's um and it's funny because even my kids ask about it yeah and I I am always like so open and honest with them and you know um and we do pray together we don't necessarily pray to God Mm -hmm. we pray um and we give thanks for each other and we always like like at dinner we talk about how I'm thankful for you know Ronnie because you know he's a great big brother and a great student and you know he's working really hard to um you know achieve his his goals like and talk about like things about that about each other and it's not really focused on praising someone else we're praising each other um 
and the things that that's how we do it. And you know what, if my kids grow up and they want to practice a religion and they want to find one, that's completely fine with me. You know, if that's something that they decide as they get older and they can inform themselves and do the reading or, you know, just research it. I think that that's important for them to make those choices on their own instead of me influencing my thoughts on my kids. And maybe I am already, I don't know. Maybe I'm, cause I always tell them, you know, our, the, your job is to make smart decisions and to, you know, be a good person and those kinds of things, but I don't know. Maybe I I can't tell (laughs) you wrong. What I would give to have had that message growing up because that message was not what I got. The message I got is people who say, just be a good person, go to hell because they don't believe in Jesus. People who pray to anyone, but Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior, who was born of Mary, a virgin who you can't worship Mary either. Cause then you're Catholic and the Catholics are also going to hell. Um, oh then God. like you're an idolater and you're making idols out of yourself or other things and you're also going to hell. So everyone was going to hell essentially. And I didn't want to, because it sounded like a place I wouldn't enjoy. So okay. a lot of the decisions I made, a lot of the thinking that I thought was just keeping myself out of hell. I just did not want to burn alive in a lake of fire, which I knew about that place since I was little. Little, little, little. Really? Oh, yeah. We'd watch films. Have you ever heard of, like, the Left Behind Ooh. films? No. Yeah. There there are some, like, from the 70s, early 80s, maybe, and then there was, like, a revitalization of them, maybe in the early 2000s or something. Um, but they are basically films about the rapture. Evangelical Christians are always focusing on when the rapture happens. Because when the rapture happens, Jesus will come down from heaven and the four horsemen of the apocalypse (laughs) come up from hell and like all the Christians get to rise out of their graves and go to heaven and all the rest of you all have to stay here that are still living. Like, I'll leave my body because I'm an evangelical born-again Christian. Um, That's a lie. I'm not, but I'm just playing the part. I'll leave my body and go to heaven. The rest of you all have to stay here. And let me tell you, it's like the purge here. You all have to like get tattoos on your faces so that you can get food. And then the food runs out and you all just start eating each other. And like, it's, it's awful. And then you die and go to hell. So I didn't want to get left behind. This is very intense. It's yeah. You know, well, I was five, so I was probably ready for it. Did you do that when you're five? Mm. Oh girl, you any there is no age too small to save you from hell Lauren I mean I teach my kids to be good like you know if you have if you have the means to give to those who don't you know to help those who need help and I've been teaching my kids that from when they're little but not like that (laughs) You don't want to give to poor people, though, Lauren, because poor people are immoral. And so they'll, like, probably just spend the money on drugs and alcohol um, and sex. So you need to give the money to the church because the church knows better, like, what to do with the money. 
I have got some real hangups with the Christian church. And when I say the Christian church, I mean the white evangelical church that I was brought up in. Okay. Yeah. Real fucking issues. <laughs> because it, re- it really fucked me up. For a while. I just cannot wrap my mind around that. When you are born like, into it and seeped in it and inundated with it and insulated by it, it makes complete sense. It makes I'm com- sure it you does. You can't imagine. You can't even imagine thinking a different way. So Jocelyn, how do you dig yourself out of that? Like how did This is a, you... now a rescue podcast for evangelicals. Uh, if you are trapped in the evangelical church, <laughs> We are here for you, and we will escape you. So please contact us. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I'm not quite sure, but I think I can point to a few things, and one of them is breast cancer, for sure. Okay. It was because prior to breast cancer, I still was not a Christian anymore. I don't identify as Christian or with the Christian church. I don't believe in a God or gods. I just, I think all of that's bullshit. And, but if someone else believes that, I support that. I don't support favoring one religion over the other. And we certainly do that in this country. Christianity is top and then Catholicism is like secondary and everyone else can just go fuck themselves, basically. But I, when I got cancer, I did not turn to the Lord. Yeah. It was not, look, to me, and now I'm a medical professional and some of mm-hmm. my, I guess everybody in my church was right, medical professionals are atheists, but just <laughs> learning... <laughs> How things fucking work, you know, that mutations can happen in your body and it's not anyone or anything's fault. Yeah, that is a very difficult thing to grasp because especially if you have cancer due to environmental reasons. Yes, that is really difficult to grasp. I, you know, I, my father is currently going through chemotherapy for his cancer and he actually said some of the same things that I remember maybe saying or thinking, I don't know, but like the very first, like, what did I do to deserve this? Or what did I do that to, maybe not, I don't think I said deserve this. I probably was thinking what around me, but or to what cause this? Yeah, what caused? This? How did I not right. see this coming? Yeah, and it was so. My father's cancer is not breast cancer; it's a different cancer. Um, he has diffused large B cell lymphoma, and but to hear my own father say that, mm-hmm. and it was just like, whoo. Like all of a sudden, like flashback for me. Yeah. It was, it was so crazy. And then I looked at him and I was like, you know, the only thing I could say, of course you didn't do anything to deserve this. There's no way any of us would have known. And I said, and I had to say, daddy, do you remember me feeling the same way when I went through treatment? And he looked at me 
and he just put his head in his hands and he goes, Oh God, like, oh. you know, like not, Oh God praying, but no, like, but as an oh, exclamation yeah. of overwhelm. Yeah. Like it almost like he forgot that I had already done this. And it was so weird because it was that realization of him remembering my struggles through that and then now I'm helping him deal with a lot of the same feelings and it's It's crazy it's deeply unfair it's crazy it's deeply unfair and the world is deeply unfair because it's chaos and there's no rhyme or reason to it yeah and we know that there are carcinogens we know that there are environmental and personal choice factors sometimes that place you at risk but the fact is I know people who have smoked for years. I know people who drink like a fish. I know people, you know, who everybody does who shit on their own body as we all do as a coping mechanism from time to time. And they don't have cancer. Yeah. And I fucking do. And that, yeah. that was the feeling. And that's how I know. That's how I know that there are some latent garbage beliefs and and trains of thinking left Mm -hmm. over in my brain from my cult upbringing. The evangelical church is a cult. It's a cult. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know. There are branches of it for sure. I think people, I think because it's mainstream, people... Don't like to call it that. But what else do you call mm-hmm. a group of people who staunchly follow a singular text, who insulate themselves from others, who teach their mm-hmm. following that only you, only you get to go to the afterlife, only you, and only if you believe, and you cannot marry a non-believer, you cannot be friends with someone if they're not in the cult, you have to only listen to music that is of and for cult members, we don't say anything disparaging Ooh. about the cult. We don't question the cult. We only go to colleges. If you're male, for sure. If you're women, why just get married? But like, we only go to schools that are of the cult and sponsored by the cult and a part of the cult thinking. It meets every criteria, uh, but because it's mainstream, because we have in God we trust on our money and on our courthouses and in our lawmaking, mm-hmm. we don't recognize it as such. Hmm. And that's what it fucking is. Whoa. This episode of Breast Cancer is Boring is brought to you by Now That's What I Call Classic Christian Music Without Any of the Garbage Lyrics. All the nostalgia of evangelical Christian music that you know without any of the problematic messaging. Introducing Now, that's what I call classic Christian music without any of the garbage lyrics. Your adult friends grew up listening to secular music, but you grew up with hits like this. Baby, baby, I'm taken with the idea to be open to your gender identity. All the classic Christian hits you've got living rent-free in your head with the updated lyrics that say, I escaped evangelical Christianity. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And also there are other answers and 
also it's okay to be gay. You can't relate to musical nostalgia without remembering that you grew up in a Zionist cult. Until now. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I also give to my local food bank. Finally, all the nostalgia of mediocre Christian music without any of the problematic lyrics. Get back, young man. Get back, young man. Get back, young man, and post a pic to Insta. Buy now, and we'll give you a second copy absolutely free. De-radicalize your friends and family one hit at a time. Crucified, buried in a tomb. It's possible we shouldn't legislate a womb. Now that's what I call classic Christian music without any of the garbage lyrics. Tell all your friends, yeah, I was raised evangelical, but then I grew the fuck up. Life was filled with guns and war. Speaking of guns, maybe we don't need them anymore. How about a buyback program? So what are you waiting for? Get yours today and start living your best ex-evangelical life. Stop for a minute, baby, I'm so glad you got out. As someone who's read the Bible front to back on more than one occasion, because I was in missionettes, and I fucking tracked that shit on a tracking sheet. In order to graduate missionettes, you had to read the entire Bible front to back. Well, aren't there like a ton of versions of it too? No, 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 no. There's only the new oh. there's there's only the version that your church endorses. Okay. There's no other books. There's I always found that very confusing of like you know people are always like, "Oh, we this is the Bible, but it's you know this version or that yeah. version or and I I don't I don't understand that. And even if I wanted to read the Bible just so I could have a better understanding of what those around me or some people around me believe, yeah. I wouldn't even know which one to read. <laughs> like how, how do I know? Well, I'm not going to help like, you because there are so many okay, texts. I'm and, not that and you know interested. What? And in, you know what? I did hear that there are some very interesting stories in there. Oh, God. Um, yeah. There's some I've stuff that I was like, this- what? And they were like, oh, you don't have to, we don't have to talk about that one. Because it. here's the thing. You do not have to read the Bible to be an ev- evangelical Christian. In fact, it's better if you don't. Because then you'll just, <laughs> seriously, it's better if you don't. Because you will just be able to take on all the beliefs that you are taught, despite the fact that most of them run ah. contrary to the concepts that are in the Bible. Okay. This is why but- evangelical Christians have such a hard time with science. Ah. Because there's nothing now, about that religion that's evidence-based. And their understanding is that you commit to a story and you do not waver from that story regardless of any of the information that comes in. You just stick so you to it. take it as a literal sense. Whatever your literal interpretation is, which is a byproduct okay. of whatever your pastor's literal interpretation is. 
and you don't uh, you just oh, block out the parts to, you don't under you don't get to understand it on your you have for yourself. to you, you cannot take their version you cannot decide for yourself you have to go with the group whatever the group says goes whatever it's the like leader of mentality. the group it's a cult <laughs> it's a cult mentality <laughs> that's what it is Lauren I was 10 years old I was 10 years old. I have this memory. I was 10 years old, standing mm-hmm. on the side of Highway 47, holding a sign that said abortion is murder. <gasps> I was 10 years old. I was given that sign, and I, be- I fucking believed it. Did you know I thought what I was meant? doing a great thing. Yes. Aww. It meant women were killing their babies. Oh. Yeah. This is the church that I grew up in. This you is the church. That? I don't even believe that. I know. I know, right? That makes me sad. It makes me horrified. <laughs> and there's so much more. There's so much more. That's so sad that they made, they must, how would a 10-year-old even understand that concept enough to be hoisting a sign up that said that? Like, there's no way Lauren, that it was bad. at that age. One of the you signs, one of the signs just had one of those really graphic depictions of like air quotes an aborted fetus on it. It was very aggressive and it was hateful and it was wrong. And I was 10, so I don't blame myself for that. I was a child. But I remember yeah. this woman, I remember this woman driving by. Because people would drive by, and the thing about like flying a sign on the side of the road is some people are going to honk at you with a thumbs up, and some people are going to lay on their horns with a thumbs down. And I was very confused by this. I didn't really understand uh-huh. the entire dynamics. I just felt like, yes, I'm doing a good thing. Like I'm, I'm being praised by the people around me who are part of my friend group, who are part of my church group, which is the only group I knew of, you know, especially for a homeschooled kid. I didn't have um. outlets outside we were homeschooled because and you're never gonna believe this but secular schools were gonna turn us against the lord okay so and i remember a woman uh she was in the passenger seat of like a a big like station wagon and a man was driving and she was leaning out this is a vivid memory vivid memory i remember her and she was leaning out because it impacted me and it took me until like today years old very recently years old, like five years ago years old, to understand the feeling she was having. And she was screaming. And she was pointing at the adults and saying, how dare you put a child? You have children on the side of a highway flying signs that they don't even understand. How dare you do this to children? You don't talk to them about rape. You don't talk to them about incest. You like I remember the words she said because I was like, what is she oh talking God. about? I don't understand rape. I don't understand incest because we didn't talk about those things because those things don't exist. When you're in the evangelical church, there is no such thing as rape. Okay. If uh, you had sex under any circumstances, it is your fault. It is your fault. That is what I grew up whoa. in. That is the cult I grew up in. So when you get breast cancer and you're part oh. of an evangelical prosperity gospel cult, it is your fault. You did something. Really? Yes. Oh. And no one will, and, and to varying degrees, people will say it. 
it's the subtext sometimes. Okay. It's okay. implied, but it is there. That's and it's scary. bullshit. And it's scary. That is bullshit. And it's scary. That is bullshit. It's bullshit. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to cry for I'm you. I'm unpacking a lot of trauma right now, and I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, I just... And today, like, I'm that woman. If I saw kids on the side of the road hang, flying signs like that, you better believe I would pull over and take those adults to task on that because yeah, that's what they do, and that's what they're doing to the world now. Oh. And it's horrifying. And I still have, like, so much guilt and so much shame Around not That's knowing not your better. Fault. I know, but I was you an did adult. not know any better. Even when I was in my early 20s, I had not extricated myself from this. It w- because you didn't know any different. But the messages were there. They were all there. And the thing that started to happen with me is a conflict of interests. Yeah, yeah. My identity was wrapped up in this. And for me to admit that it was all bullshit meant a complete dismantling and rebuilding right. of my, like who I was. Wow. And I, I will say breast cancer definitely accelerated the process. I was well on my I'm way, sure. but once I had that, I mean, I think I truly true because when I was diagnosed, I think mm-hmm. my exact thought was not me. This doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Why would I think that? Why doesn't this happen to me? What is so special about me? And it's all those latent evangelical, I'm better than you because... I can honestly say that I I did not have that feeling. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe you because you're a good person. I had, a, <laughs> I had an immediate acceptance. Really? Like, yeah. An immediate like, acceptance? I mean, it was, I mean, of course I was upset, but I also was like, like, how did this happen? But also like, okay, what's my next step? Oh, wow. But you also have to remember, I'm a mother of two children. children, Yeah. You don't have the luxury of accelerating a midlife crisis of faith. No, and I also could not, I could not and would not simply think of myself my immediate thought was how do I take the next step because I am not leaving my children that was it I bet being a parent can accelerate like your journey to being a better person (laughs) Because you can't be selfish you anymore. Have, I'm still you so have your own people. I know. I'm still so selfish. And I think having children so that you're not so selfish is the wrong reason to have children. So I, I haven't. <laughs> but I also recognize that children may have made me a better person faster. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like you. Thanks. <laughs> And I think you're a great Look, person. I like me too. Sometimes too much because I also was raised by a narcissist and I have latent and sometimes ever present narcissist tendencies. Um, 
because I don't. At least you can recognize them, though. Sure. And I Acceptance think is like the first step or whatever. Part, that's part of it is like, oh, shit. Yeah. I shouldn't. You know, like, shit. Uh, even after you've done something that you're like, or said something that you know is really narcissistic. Yeah. I think it's perfectly okay to be like, ugh. <laughs> I practice it out on you know, my husband because he's like, what is the opposite of a narcissist? What, like oh. if a narcissist is someone who believes everything is about them and they are better than most people and that everything should be in, is intended to revolve around them. What is like a person who feels like that nothing should revolve around them and their needs don't matter and they should just quietly yeah. enter and exit a room? That's, Oh, um, that's, not, that's a codependent. Oh no. <laughs> codependent right I don't know isn't isn't that codependency uh, because like your your whole life is concerned about what other people think and oh maybe and you feel like I mean I think he just doesn't think anyone ever thinks of him at all like he oh okay I I think he just sees the world as um, somehow independent of his specific needs (laughs) Which is weird. Okay. <laughs> because I see the world as like a place that should be meeting my needs at all times. Like, uh, for example, walking into a car dealership and being like, why have you not ordered the exact make and model that I wanted and had it ready for me? Like, you know, these things, uh, it's not the way the world works. <laughs> um, he's like the opposite of that. So sometimes I'll go overboard in my narcissistic tendencies just to watch his reaction and reaffirm for myself that that is in fact not a reasonable thought pattern interesting yeah he's very good to practice on because he will not indulge my narcissism oh well that's good yeah because there are people who will ah because i don't know if you've ever been the favored one of a narcissist i don't know if you've ever experienced oh. like the glow of basking in the sunlight of a narcissist uh, star. No. But it feels good. Does it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have not oh, yeah. experienced that. Oh, yeah. No. It uh, It's intoxicating, and this is why people adore and elevate narcissists in our society um, at, you know, every level of leadership, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> truth can we just please get some sensitive people in positions of power please some quiet like introverted super sensitive people like that's that, what we need i i like this idea yeah me too yeah it's never gonna happen no probably not um my mind is just like so <laughs> what what can we revisit in this tangent of trauma that I've taken us through that I can like illuminate for you at all? I do want to be very clear. Mhm. Those of you who have been diagnosed with breast cancer regardless of your upbringing, regardless of your religious preference, just please do know that you didn't cause this and it is not your fault and you are no less valuable as a human person 
because of your diagnosis. Nope. It is just a thing that happened, like so many mm-hmm. other things that happened. And you will yeah. deal with it in the way that you deal with it. Or you won't. Denial is great. Denial can allow and you to, 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 to carry on when you thought that was impossible. I think denial gets a bad also, rap. It doesn't make you less of a person, though, mm. either. Mm. You know, like, and I feel like specifically with women who have cancers, like um, anything to deal with our reproductive system, it makes... I think sometimes, and I think at first I felt like less of a woman. Um, And that is a really hard thing. And I always want people to understand you are not less just because some physical aspects are different. You're still you, you still have value. Your worth is just the same. I think that's so important. And, you know, I, I think that especially those who are early diagnosed or just not actually, I would say post-operatively, it's really, it's that, that's the moment I know for me. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't even have real boobs anymore. No. And having a hysterectomy and a mastectomy, I'm like, really? Gutted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a hard thing to deal with. And and some people will turn to religion for that. And that is perfectly OK. Yeah. Those are all your choices and people are free to make those. And we support that. We support that. Whatever it is, we just don't Im- support imposing your very specific moral opinions on other people in a legal uh, capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> In conclusion, despite popular opinion, you are no less of a woman or a person just because you had breast cancer and your boobs aren't real and your uterus is gone or shriveled up to the size of a raisin inside of your abdominal cavity. You are deserving of everything good that happens to you and you don't deserve all the bad stuff and it's not because of sin and the Lord doesn't have a fucking thing to do with it unless that you want that to be the case and in that case, go for it. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Yes, thank you. I can't talk about it anymore. 